This is your brain. This is drugs. He's southern, and you can tell because he wears cowboy boots. A new world order. We're done. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Blue Room Insight. Uh, Skipper over here was a little late to come. I mean, open this can. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, you already knocked one out earlier? Is that why this one took a little bit longer? Huh? You you laugh now, but you wait in a couple I, weeks I when I get some more this. shit together. and You wait there, amigo. It's about to be a lot of fun. What are you talking about? I'm getting into some investigative journalism lately. With my own spectrum shit. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Have fun. Oh, it's fun. Because uh, I'm going back a couple years. This little span of um, when you lived with me. Yeah. There's some websites there that I was not a frequent flyer of. <laughs> All right. This is maybe why I've been keep asking you, what's that site you go to? Or what's that Reddit, subreddit you go to? Ah. You got a shirt under there? No. Oh, I didn't think so. I was going to say, that was really pudgy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got your, you know, your root beer belly, but like, I'm just saying. Like, it's okay, I got a keg, so don't feel bad. But, yeah, man. You excited about that? Wow, you're drinking a lot right now. Are you okay? <laughs> you a little nervous? I, I, I'm a I pretty of... much just woke up from a nap. I told you he was sleeping. <laughs> I knew who he was. <laughs> Um, you need to yoohoo to wake him up. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. There's some places, apparently, like, shit doesn't exist because I've been, like, searching the subreddits, but... Have fun. You're... Hey, you're the one that looks like you're having fun. Right. I didn't think you were that kind of guy in the, into those certain categories, but, you know, makes sense once I think about it. Uh, anyways, anything new with you guys? No, actually not really. No, no. Okay, have you guys kept up with the news and stuff that's going on? Uh, what are <coughs> you depends on specifically which, yeah. specifically um, the the wildfires in Hawaii? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, at the time of this recording, I want to say <laughs> that um, you okay, you got a smoke in you. Okay, I think there's been 99 deaths so far. That was the last number I saw. Okay, um, which is terrible. Which I want to say, a couple weeks ago we talked about this, and I like brought up like I can't believe like how many people are dying from this because typically with wildfires you don't really see that because there's a way out right yeah mm-hmm. and there's a warning right which we brought that up come to find out there was no warning and the advancement that people got was when the black smoke got into their home which is fucking ridiculous especially which i don't know if you guys know this but hawaii has the most uh warning systems in of any state and Hawaii is a small state. 
and I want to say it's the most tech, like, it, like you know, because for tsunamis, well, there's a lot of shit yeah. that goes wrong in right. Hawaii. It's um, just islands. They have and a lot of also, also, it's very close to, well, it's relatively close to Korea and China. There's a lot of alarm systems, right? Not one went off. Not one was detected. Um, at the beginning, when this first started happening, I have a vendor that stopped by and he goes, hey man, you still doing that podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually told me, he goes, I think Hawaii, he's like, I think there's a conspiracy behind Hawaii. And I was like, no, man. I was like, a lot of fires happen all the time, you know? Like, I, I was like, yeah, we may not see them too much, like, on the East Coast anymore. But, like, in the 70s and 80s, it was all the East Coast, right? And then Hawaii, I'm not really, I honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't really know of any wildfires in Hawaii. I, I'm sure there has been. Right. This but is it's a, a pretty wet place. This is the first one I've heard of. So, some of the... That hasn't been started by a volcano. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's more the Japanese. Oh, damn. I mean... That's right. Like I'm sure that happened yeah. at Pearl Harbor. Yeah, it was fire. Anyways, so pretty wild. So um, <laughs> okay, Most wildfires. <laughs> what the fuck? I'd call a volcano pretty wild too. Fire. I don't like that. Um, fire and rock. Anyways, fire mountain. So, oh, it reached 101 today. So right now it's 101. Uh, at the time of this recording. The fuck that. The place, yeah, and so I'm not trying to make this a conspiracy, but I've been just reading some things on it, and I found out that uh, the place that this has happened at, which if you also look on a map, it literally takes place around one town. This town used to be, I, I honestly can't remember the name of the town. Um, I know it's Maui, but the... Uh, the town starts with an L, which I'm going to... Lahaina? 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 Anyways, Lahaina. this used to be the capital of, of Hawaii until America, you know, our colonizing asses, whenever they took it, made Honolulu the capital. Anyways, uh, this is also one of the most deadliest, United, just in general, United States wildfires. But again, this happened on a small, basically, town. Uh... Your only way really away is the ocean. And then it just seems weird. Anyways, the more the money following spot, right? This town has been, there has been people wanting to develop this town up because it's a historical part of Hawaii. Yeah. You were not allowed to touch it for building, right? Um, the locals, it, at least what I've heard, literally dug themselves in as much as possible so they could keep that part of like Hawaii. Um, it had a big cultural, you know, thing, and um, it was, it was, I mean, it's a pretty crazy, like, I mean, it's it's pretty important to the state of Hawaii and to the locals. Oprah Winfrey has tried to buy, buy property there. Uh, China has tried to buy property there. A lot of the gover government stuff, a lot of people have tried to yeah. buy property there, and the, the basically the locals can kind of say no because it's a historical site. The whole town is gone. There is no more historical site. Oprah has already came out and said that she's investing money once the ashes settle, which that land is now open for sale, basically. Uh, if you didn't see, Biden has told them that each resident is going to get one check of $700, which, hey, good job, Mr. President. I'm happy that you can give $700 to all those people, but we can give 400 fucking billion to Ukraine. So good job on that. 
Um, I don't know, man. Shit's weird, right? Like that's fucking weird. And I didn't try to dig. And also, we're gonna come up with a with like a, a special show, kind of like what we talked about. Um, Ooh, we're gonna have. Show. I'm not gonna say because I don't want to say the name. Because you know, yeah, I don't want to say the name until we start getting it going. Just because because we've talked about a few special shows. Yeah. No. Anyways, we're wanting to do something somewhat what Blue Room used to do at the beginning with the news and stuff. Uh, but it's more so the weird side of the news. Nothing where, where like, not necessarily creating conspiracies, but maybe discussing theories that are already out there. Um, so for like, for example, the submarine would have been a news story that we would have covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just stuff the, like it's that. It's based on the 5G episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that. Uh, we can talk about what, whatever our opinion is, but really I just want to lay down the facts and, and shit like that. Um, however, it is very sad what's happening in Hawaii. Uh, also, there is no way in or out. Uh, you have to stay there. Um, locals around the island are trying to help by sending them stuff. Because, you know, communities is really what helps other communities. Yeah. Um, which we know that because we experience hurricanes over here. And during Florence, who was it? The Cajun, the Cajun uh, Navy came up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Cajun Navy came up here. But like, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's just basically just a bunch of people from the Gulf, like rising up in some John boats and (laughs) pontoon boats and fishing charters that come up using probably the intercoastal and yeah, they all. I remember that. Yeah, but like that shit's like crazy. And but now here's the thing: FEMA and other emergency things, they're not allowing anybody to help. So like, if you you can't like just go over and deliver water. And what I've seen, and obviously this is using social media, so this could be wrong. But what I have seen is some locals taking to social media to hopefully the locals of Maui are seeing it and they're telling them where the stuff is. So it's like, hey, if you're here, that we have four crates. It's like a cash drop. Yeah, it's like a cash drop. That's what they're doing now. Um, It's just kind of crazy. I don't remember what it was, but I think I've seen like locals and other. Okay, so so before FEMA got there. Okay, so. The government takes so damn long to fucking respond to anything, even when it's in your own state. State government, federal government, whatever. It takes too long, right? Yes, we had civilian, other civilians in the community helping them with supply drops with their boats. Or they were taking them, like, to somewhere safe. But, like, I mean, I still think it's kind of crazy that, like, this shit's happening. Not to mention, here's where it gets crazy. Um, This is... Uh, Lahania or Maui or wherever um, that's where there was a in January of 20, this year there was a uh, which I actually didn't fact check this so maybe I, I shouldn't look into it but there was a um, or maybe I shouldn't talk about it but yeah you can do it real quick um, there was a event that happened about AI ran cities and apparently it happened there hmm. which if we've learned anything, especially with the exposing of certain um, three-letter programs and all this stuff coming out with the COVID shit that's happened and then, like, everything else that's happening, it just seems like, yeah, just look in that fact check. How Hawaii Digital Government Summit was not planned to rebuild Maui as the first smart island governed by AI. Okay, so what I was going to say is I've seen a couple of those things, but... I, I've been busy. I saw this today. A lot of this Hawaii stuff is what I saw today. And I worked all day. So I didn't really get the time to, like, fact check it. And obviously, I just got back from work. Like, 
Matt did, and we're this we're here now recording. So like I didn't really have time to look up anything. Um, it's just interesting because I also heard of a town in Australia that also that was proposed to, and they have been seeing a lot of flooding in that city now or town city, however you want it. But uh, wouldn't that be something if that actually happens? You know, like, um, like, but isn't that like weird? But if you guys also look at a map of the fire and stuff, it just seems awkward. But the, one of the reasons why why they said is they're saying uh, it's because of global warming. They're saying it's because of climate change and all that. Uh, they said there's a hurricane that was next. It's like 200 kilometers or driving not, the winds yeah. that yeah. are driving the winds, but it's also dry air because it's sucking on the yeah. moisture because that's how hurricanes work. And that is why that was able to catch on fire. However, I don't know if you can suck all the fucking moisture out of Hawaii, man. That shit's like, like it's we think it rains here, but like Hawaii, it's a fucking rainforest. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. It just seems very fishy. I know part of a lot of what's burning there is a non-native grass that I can't think of the name right now, but it's essentially like person high grass, mm-hmm. uh, which even just drier than it should be is going to spread, well, spread like wildfire. That Right. So, um, this is basically what it, what it destroyed. Which obviously are people at home. You can't look, but I'm sure you guys can. You have internet access or something that you can look this up. Uh, but like, you see how it's kind of, it's awkward. But like, I also kind of like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure which side of the um, side of the hurricane shit was. Like where the hurricane is. But so, if it's over here, then that kind of makes sense, right? Because the south side of the island is where Maui or Maui is or I'm sorry the uh fucking Lahania so this stood out to me it says I'm so stupid with this fucking name and it's pissing me off it says the older neighborhood of Lahania or yeah Lahana and economic Lahana Lahana an economic hub in western Maui that drew millions of tourists each year is destroyed so I guess what the older neighborhood is just for the locals Mm-hmm. So, it basically destroyed what they were trying to get rid of anyway. That was stopping them from developing the land. Lahaina. 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 And then also Lahana. the. the we're so white. <laughs> the historical and cultural sites were also destroyed. So it basically just wiped them off and left them no other choice but to sell. Yeah, it's just a shame. Um, there's places where you guys can go donate, you know, if, if you guys can spare it, help them out. Uh, you know, it's it's a bummer yeah. that this is happening. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I feel like we should be doing more, but I also feel like we should be doing more with Puerto Rico, too. Like, every time a hurricane comes there, they get fucking wiped out. I just, I don't know. That's our territory, too. Like, we need to be, I don't know. I just feel like if we're going to be this country, then we need to be taking care of these people whatever the cost let's make a mistake puerto rico doesn't want to become a state because of all the bullshit that's going on but that doesn't mean uh, like yeah, i mean I, we I, fucking, I, I, right yeah. i'm just saying like that doesn't mean we can't be there i don't think they want to make it more than 50 that's a pretty good number <laughs> let's bring in two make it 52 i don't know yeah. russia has a lot of territories you think right they have a lot right at least they know. used to canada has 
Canon doesn't. Canon has like four or five. Yeah, I mean, they're right. trying, trying to gain more. I mean, <laughs> China has a few too. They're trying to gain more too. They yeah, got they, they already got enough. Actually, I was reading something today about how um, I think China just bought a few more hundred acres of farmland here in America. So, um, yeah, it's time for them to uh, fix the desert up. <laughs> I just don't see why we like. I don't know, like the farmland thing. Like if they're gonna. My thing is, is like, these these uh, outside countries, they own farmland here in the United States that control the United States farms, okay? They put things in our food, pesticides, and all this other things in it that are illegal in those countries, but they do it here in the United States. But they're owned by those countries. Because they, get, they can't get prosecuted. Uh, right, but I'm just, but my thing is, is like, they know that we're being poisoned. That's why, like, it's like so stupid. I don't know. I feel like a, I'm a little high, more than a little high. I'm pretty high right now. So I feel like, I don't know, I just, as a, as a U.S. citizen, I kind of just feel like, You're I'm just, but I'm disappointed, like, when all this shit happens and response times. And we live in an area where we saw get fucking destroyed. Like, Leland, like, we have friends that their homes got destroyed. Uh, we have friends that their homes got destroyed and then they were able to rebuild, rebuild in a sense, too. But, like... I don't know. Like, there's just a point where it's like, holy shit, man. Like, I don't know. Kind of makes you wonder, do we even need the fucking government? Federal government, I guess. No? Because I think they're... I think... I'm not an anarchist, Dar- okay? Darius is getting nervous. No. No, no we should talk about that whole shit that happened. About the 75-year-old man that got fucking executed by the FBI, basically. What the fuck? You didn't hear about that? No. It's his fault. It really is. But he's a 75-year-old man. They should have handled it a little better. I'll get to that in a second. Um, that's another news story, though, that I would cover, right? Just these weird right. things that are happening. And for him, it's not as weird, but the end result to me is weird, uh, as in death. <laughs> because, you know, he's well, already close to death. He had a gun in his bed, and they broke No, they don't know that. That That is what the assumption is. Okay, so basically... Um, yeah, the Hawaii thing. You guys just, you know, just just make sure that you're helping out people in your community. It's important, right? Just help each other out. Be a neighbor. Help each other. All right, to this 75-year-old man. Now, this guy, he he was pretty stupid. Uh, Skipper's already looking up articles, and this is just all off the top of my head. Um, but a 75-year-old man threatened the president, which, right. not a good idea. Uh, usually, threats kind of go wherever okay so for instance uh examples that were being thrown out was like do you guys remember when like kathy griffin or like these other people threatened president trump yeah uh they were probably they there was nothing showing that they were actually capable of doing that so it is a it's not a threat it's not a real threat right it's like the same concept and this is what was this is what i heard in the in the realm of it but it was basically like if i look at skipper and i say i'm gonna like nuke your house it's not a, that's not a threat because i do not have that cap- that capability yeah, right. however if i look at him i say i'm going to stab him now that's a threat not right well i take your pen i don't have anything on me right now but um yeah so this old man dressed in a ghillie suit and had a gun a rifle in his hand and said i heard the president's coming to town today or this week or something like that. I don't know the, the clarification on the date. However, one, that's stupid. Yeah, after the 60s, um, that's not a good idea. Well, it's just not um, smart to do at all. It, you don't it, do that. It happened on Wednesday. 
in, um, yeah, of last week. Yeah, Wednesday, the date. Wednesday of last week. Um, this happened in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the man, Skipper the, State. The man was a local and threatened Skipper to State. shoot Biden uh, <laughs> hours before Biden was supposed to get to yeah. Salt Lake to speak. Now, what I heard from other news sources and people that have worked for CIA, FBI, and stuff, they say usually threats like this, they call you. They give you they give you a call, mm-hmm. especially since he's old. There is a good chance that this man is poses actually zero threat, zero to none threat, right? Mm-hmm. Or none to zero, whatever, or zero to one. I don't know. Zero to none. Yeah, something like that, but that is none. So I don't know why. <laughs> near zero. <laughs> near zero, yeah. So um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, it, anyways, they came into their home, and these were agents um, yeah, serving a warrant, a search warrant, and they fucking shot him and killed him. Huh. So... And they won't turn over the the uh, body cams either, which has already been. But because it's did the they FBI, have, they don't they have, have any. You know, yeah, they know you still have to wear them, but they are yeah. not turning them over. The complaint also laid out his history of threats on social media, where he referred to his guns as Democratic eradicators. Yeah, guys, don't in be going po- on the in one social post media last year. He photographed stuff, three rifles and said he was getting ready for the twenty twenty four election. Yeah, cycle. That, see, like this guy, that's dumb. That's just putting more evidence. Right, like this guy's clearly not smart. However, he that re- isn't how you handled things. He repeatedly I mean, taunted I mean, the agents investigating him, saying they came close to violent eradication. Oh well, he was in the Air Force, but maybe he had some sort of intelligence. But like the motherfucker clearly didn't care what happened. Because you just don't do that. Like, I mean, even when I was a kid, I, I remember learning, like, you don't threaten the president. That's illegal. You don't do anything like that, which I, I respect. I try to respect whoever is president. I don't right. care. And honestly, and you guys are my best friends. You know, I hate I hate all politicians. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like, it doesn't matter. I hate right and left. It's, I am I'm against both, it. They're both in the same party. Yes, regardless. like it doesn't matter to me. I already read between the lines. Like September, they're the same fucking party. September of last year, he wrote on Facebook, "The time is right for a presidential assassination." Oh or my two. god, what the dude. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, so you don't do this shit. However, I will go ahead and say, um, this he's a seventy-five-year-old man. He probably does not move very swiftly. A seventy-five-year-old man. Yeah, so you could have knocked on the door and fucking, you could have arrested him and shit. You know, we can't be. You, if we want our law enforcement not to take measures like that mm-hmm. against unarmed people, then we need to make sure. Not saying that he wasn't unarmed, because we he has a history of being armed, but like, or we, you know that he is capable of being armed at this moment. They also did it at like six in the morning, uh, six forty-five. So, so he was having his breakfast, or he was fucking asleep, right? And this is this is oh sorry six fifteen not six forty five. So this is what I heard uh, of. This is what one guy said. This is probably what happened. They broke into they broke in because mm-hmm. you can't with a certain you know you he he was like they probably busted his, they can they busted his door down. He they had a search warrant, right. busted his door down. Old man hears things going bump in the morning. Uh, probably had a gun by his bed picked up the gun and was probably shot in his bed. They're like that's how that's how he said it. Um he said it doesn't necessarily, it's not the necessarily the wrong thing to do, but he goes in this situation it is because you you he felt like the dude was targeted. Right. But this guy like I mean, I don't know. He he's worked in this stuff. So like he knows how things are operated and how they're supposed to be operated. And he says this is just not how it's He said 
you typically d- don't get FBI banging on your door first. You would, you should get a phone call, see if you're there mm-hmm. because they want to talk to you. They're like, hey, like you've been basically they're going to slap you on the wrist, probably. I'm just trying to like, figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like hey, like don't do this because you have to figure out first if he is capable of doing this stuff. Um, it's just on social media he's been fucking posting weapons and shit. There's That's another, not good to do. There's another one from October. Uh, he described a patriotic dream in which he stood over a wounded uh, Gavin Newsom. Uh, my suppressed SNW MP uh, 9mm still smoking. To my friends at the Federal Bureau of, of Idiots, I know you're reading this. Oh, shit. So he, yeah, don't he made, do that. He made don't, himself a Also, I did see already on Twitter a lot of people tweeting out like, hey, do not make open threats to the FBI, CIA. Do not tag them if you don't want them fucking with you because they will. And I started reading the comments underneath and everybody was like, you're just a coward. And I'm just like, uh, this other guy just got fucking shot. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no X or tweet or whatever the fuck you want to call it. There's no reply that is worth that. I'm sorry, but social media, what I put on Twitter I don't care if you want to pull the First Amendment thing because I write in other places. So, but like, I'm not going to just post on Twitter. I might put in a newspaper my political opinions, right? Twitter's just not that way for me. I know it is a lot of other people, and I go on Twitter because of those people. <laughs> but like for no, no, me, no. like you I'm go not gonna... on X, right? Well, I like to post. What album I'm listening to right now, or what episode we just did? Yeah, just fun stuff, not... right? Like, or you know, I do get into the conspiracy right. side of it, so I'll retweet a bunch of nonsense, and I retweet a bunch of stuff that I didn't even fact check, and that is probably a lie. Um, I also retweet a lot of things I don't even read, <laughs> and sometimes I accidentally just retweet things just for the fuck, like fuck of it. Um, yeah. I shouldn't do that, but that's like on no. Instagram. You remember when I just like everything? Like, that was like a thing. Like, I would just I remember scroll those through and just like double tap. Me on TikTok. Looking at it for each like two seconds. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't even know what I liked. And, and it was funny though, because like, I don't know. It's just funny that I did that. Because there'd be sometimes that I'd like things that were pretty questionable. <laughs> not just not just on a um so society thing but also in for like relationship stuff um but uh yeah and i wouldn't even know i'm like oh did i like that yeah i'm just joking I, <laughs> yeah i was pretty blind to it you could ask skipper we'd be sitting on the couch and he'd just see me scrolling so fast just he goes are you even reading things i was like no nah, i just kind of like staring at the colors <laughs> Like, it's like it's a game to me. He it's like, to how many them. likes can I get in a minute? He likes to see the blur as his finger yeah. scrolls through. I like to think that I'm in a weekend uh, music Burns. video. No. And, like, and it's from the uh, After Hours one. Oh, and I just, I'm just a blur. Yeah, I'm just a blur in that. Uh, you know, just a shit stain on do the underwear of life. Do you like feeling blinded by the lights? Only if I get wrapped up like a douche. I know that's not part of the song, but it was good, right? Because, you know, like, that's how, like, everybody thought it was. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche. When there was a in the light or something. I don't yeah. know. No, you're right. Yeah, Steve Miller band, right? Yeah. yeah no, no, not Steve not, Miller it's not, it's not Steve Miller, but I know, that is the song. I don't remember who the song is. It's not Steve Miller, though. It's not? No, but we've been over this. Dude, I'm so, I'm so high right now. I, I, I we've been it. over no, this. No, you do it. Hurry up. You're going too slow. <laughs> You're <laughs> you gotta join the blur. Manfred Mann's Earth Band. 
Yeah, that's why it's stupid. <laughs> really? Steve Miller Band doesn't make that shit? No. God damn, why do I always think that? Shot up like a douche. Yeah, fucking wrapped up like a douche, man. What is it actually? Yeah, they don't, they don't even have like a cover of it. I don't it's know. It's all made like for a golden ear. I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck about that yeah, song. It's, a cold it's like a golden ear, yeah. The um, roaring silence. <laughs> don't tell him what to do. Just because you're thinking rev job like a deuce. Deuce. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but not a douche. a douche. Yeah. yeah. A douche. Well, for me right now, wrapped up like a douche. In the middle of the night. Yeah. Blinded by the light, revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Yeah, what is it? Like a motorcycle? Would be a deuce. Ooh. I don't know. It's like I'm a, thinking poop. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like the it's like the concept of the unicorn, right? Like a unicorn is just a one-horned a, animal, really. A deuce is referring to the 1932 Ford Coupe, which is an iconic hot rod known to enthusiasts as a deuce coupe. Or okay, I was gonna say so it's called yeah. the coupe because of the it's, it's a, a two door. Yeah. That's like okay. lame. That's stupid. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was a that was a pr- pretty long uh, time of not get. Usually, we get like about ten minutes, and then we get to the subject. But I don't know. I just felt like it needed to be said out there. Yeah, you guys are free to take it away now. I don't think there's anything now. Darius, is there anything? I bought a bunch of records this weekend. Um, I even got a framed one. I see some Queen over there. It's original uh, pressing. Nice. So. Uh, yeah, it came that way. I actually didn't even open it. There may not even be a record in it. It's just the cover. <laughs> yeah, it might be the cover. But I did get a whole bunch of more records. And, you know, I got another Cat Stevens. Or not. Yeah, I did get a Cat Stevens record. But what I was trying to say is I got a Frank Zappa record. And I had Darius listen to it. And there was uh It's something. <laughs> it's a fever dream. There's a song that's 20 minutes long. On the actual vinyl, that song is the side the, A. The, yeah. <laughs> Felt trapped. Yeah, I mean, you were. <laughs> I mean, you rode with me. You were trapped. I also felt trapped, even though I have control. It's a 20-minute song. It's just, it, it was, was a trap no, it's like trapped. the old, it is. It's, it's just is. him beating shit up and then talking to himself. It is. It's basically that. But and a high Darius, Darius admitted, no, he's like a mouse. So, like, it's like a story. Uh-huh. But like Basically. it's a, the album is um, Studio Tan. Studio Tan, yeah. yeah. Studio Tan from Frank Zappa. Last time I'll be listening to it. He goes, last time I'll listen ever to Frank Zappa. No, but we listened to uh, the um, the instrumental that I had. It's called I, I can't remember what it, what song it was from Zappa, but you were like, no, I understand why you like like his guitar and so like which, which I like him as a musician. Studio Tan. Studio Tan. It's a pretty. I mean, it's an interesting cover, like album art. Um, there, there it is, is right there but yeah the 20 minute song is The Adventures of Gregory Peckery yeah Gregory Peckery Peckery never Peckery. again never again yeah Watermelon and Easter Hay it will bring me back from Frank Zappa, that's that really good in my life again it will bring me back to that moment though of just listening to that of you just looking at the sunset hate. and just listening to yeah. him fucking talk to himself well he was like uh he was, like, it reminded me of, um, it reminded me of, like, <laughs> lost. uh, Animal Farm. It's very schizophrenic. Yeah, no, it, it think of, <laughs> Animal Farm is in the book. Yeah. So I was going to say, think of pig. I, I wasn't, Floyd. yeah, I wasn't sure if you were trying to say animals. Or, animals, okay. like with pig, like all the pig and one yeah. and two, those parts. Think of that album art put into one song. 
for 20 minutes. And that is, that's actually what it is because it talks about the smokestacks and who's making that. It's, it's, it is a environmentalist uh, thing. I, it doesn't matter. But like, I mean, it was interesting. The inch, it, dude, there's like, it's like, it cuts to five different songs. Huh. It's just, if, if anything, it's impressive. The it's creative yeah like constantly. it just runs like if anything we should be proud that they did it mm. but it's in that's Holy a lot of shit. <laughs> proud is something i thank you mr zappa even though i know you're dead thanks buddy swifties this is big swifties at big swifties we all know oh well yeah see that's all i'm saying all Fuck, right guys i think i'd rather listen to dog please i'm not even joking You'll go for, for 20 minutes straight or No. 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 I, I, <laughs> if, know, okay, man. you want to, Skipper? Long, long, uh, long, wait, long, wait, wait, wait. Stop. You, you, you. Yeah, no, it's fun. Um, I want you to think of listening to Dog Police for 20 minutes straight. I don't think I've ever sat through that whole song once. But he said he would rather listen to that than that again, and I'm going to really, like, hardcore disagree with I'm that i'm not going to disagree with that i he, think i'd rather listen to dog please i think okay. i'd kill myself i actually literally think that i would shoot myself yeah i'm gonna I'm a get a sample of it real quick i like really dog police for real really i know I, i'm not proud. halfway through the song it's or half of the song is just like, dude, you're telling me for 20 minutes. Gives me the same fucking vibe. You're not going to come out the same person, man. This, you came out the same. You went through the whole song and you were fine. I want you to try that. I want you to listen to Dog Place for 20 fucking minutes. I'm already not okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Feels like the intro to like an 80s cartoon. Yeah, that's, that's what it, it is. It's, Lo- it's like Looney Tunes. Yes. No, that's what it is. Think of animals, animal farm... Put together in Looney Tunes. Think of Ham. Or Porky the Pig. Go Go Gadget. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like that. Yeah, it almost feels <laughs> like the narration for Whatever, just man. an entire is that episode. Is that not what he's called? Go Go Gadget. That's basically what it is. <laughs> I mean, Inspector yeah, look, look at that. Go Go Gadget. Yeah, I know. And the backside, the yeah. backside of the album, which I'll show you after the show, it's it, it shows the, the like little mouse thing. So if you listen to it, you'll understand the backside of it and everything. Uh, but yeah, Gadget. I could not do, I could do that. I could not Don't do go gadget peanut butter. Fucking no dog police. <laughs> no dog police, man. <laughs> could you do dog police for twenty minutes? No. Like I said, I've never sat through the whole thing once. Like I think and I would like take myself out like a samurai song. or something. Like I just <laughs> yeah, like No, I'm gonna fucking Sudoku suicide me. Take all the Sudoku pages and just give me paper cuts on my throat. If I made it easier for you. Yeah. Like I almost feel like I should torture myself because well, I'm listening to this dog for twenty minutes, even though it's already tortured. Sorry, three minutes long. Like I almost feel like I would rather have my dick like stretched out than listen to Dog Police for twenty <laughs> fucking minutes. You do you hate it that much? It's, it's beyond. Not, it's not even three minutes. Long. That's what I'm. And I've never listened to like, the whole thing. That's what I'm fucking saying. Like you, like it's already driving me crazy. Because in to, my head, I can. I, don't remember. I, I already that's hear that. That's two forty-four. You have to listen to that thing ten consecutive times. One eight hundred is more easy to listen to. I know what I'm about to do on the way home. <laughs> You're going to listen to Dog Plays 20. I've never no, listened 10. to it before. 10 times? You can play no, it. No, not, no, no, we're not, no, we're not playing it here. I'll play it's it too loud. I'm not doing no, it 10 times. Do time. not play it here at all. It's too loud. You don't want that Things shit are here. sleeping. We not don't need that things. fucking shit. We yeah. don't need to hurt the people's ears. Yeah. Like, And I don't need that shit. 
I d- Matt, quite I don't fr- want to hear it. Quite frankly, if I hear it, I'm going to punch you in the dick. Why do you think I said I'm doing it in my car? Good. Because I will punch I, I you think in I, the dick. I think I showed it to Ashton and oh, said I'm never put that playing shit in my mouth. Again. What's the name of the artist that make it? Dog Police? I would <laughs> rather <laughs> suck Matt off than listen to Dog Police for 20 minutes. Is Dog Police by Dog Police? So, off uh, the album uh, Dog Police. Yes. God damn. I'm about to fucking lose my mind <laughs> right now. I'm about to circle jerk all of you we, so I can never so listen glad. to Dog Police ever again. I'm about to play this music, Multiple right? other countries. Yeah, I would never even fuck Skipper's hairy ass <laughs> rather than listening <laughs> to that song for 20 minutes. I would fuck him for 30. I would. I feel like you'd want to do that anyway. No, not really. Not particularly. Like, there's nothing really that, like, I don't really want 20 fucking minutes of dogs barking, bro. You're good. (laughs) Like, I don't want that. That that, that, that was pretty spot on to how it sounds. You're going to get that when you're fucking him for 30 minutes. (laughs) No, my balls are going to be fucking slapping him so loud I'm not going to have to hear it. No. I'll put a bag over his head. I just don't. I just think right, scary. Don't hear I'm gonna wear a condom though, because I bet you're dirty. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna have to go buy one. And then Dingle Because I'm a married man. I mean, they they didn't put it on during the daytime. It was only put on at midnight on MTV. The condom. Dog police by dog police. <laughs> yeah, well, dog police by dog police should burn. Guess what? Hell. It played around the same time as Mexican radio. Now that's a fucking show I could get down to. That's a show I would fuck Skipper to. Mexican or, radio. Yeah, like I would there listen was, to there that music. There was someone singing that. I would, listen, like, I would listen. I would rather listen to that song while fucking Skipper for 30 straight minutes than have to deal with Dog Police for 15. It just sounds like you want to fuck Skipper at this point. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, I'm not. Like, <laughs> like I don't. Like, yeah, I don't like, want. I would have, like, one, I did we're going to have to figure out how I'm going to get hit her. her. I did not fuck her. Okay. Did not how fuck about him. we move on to the topic of the episode? Are you sure? Yes. Let me see what you're sure off. You might be, like, having this, like, mountain man thing going on, and I might be able to, like, do that. He has a treasure trove. Well, he doesn't have cum cutters, though, so. Excuse me? What is a cum cutter? Those are abs. Oh. Now, our boy d rack record with the D. Yeah, he has it. I've never seen abs in real life, bro. Really? John has abs? Yeah. I've seen him. He had abs. I saw him. I had to go get his shirt after he ran. After, like, he'd be like, dude, can you give me my shirt? Like, yeah, John, I can. Because he didn't want to go in the store because all the girls would gawk at him. I'm just like, John, I was like, stop being so insecure, buddy. Like, I'm a fat piece of shit. Anybody saw me like that, they'd run away. Like... Oh god, like somebody on that free willy on the beat. No, <laughs> I'm like free I would literally look like a kaiju walking up. <laughs> yeah, shake that. Alright, I we can move on. Let's go. That's all it goes, right. by the way. Dude, I'm about to fucking freak out. You better get ready. Alright. Project Blue Book. Nothing to do for the past thirty minutes to do with the past Almost thirty minutes. 40 minutes. God damn. You guys are welcome. <laughs> Helps if I have my notes open to the right page. There we go. All right, guys. You want to take it off? Project Blue Book. Well, before Project Blue Book, we had Project Sign, uh, initially known as Project Saucer. Hmm. Um, it was run by the United States Air Force, as was every project. Pretty much everything to do with UFOs is the Air Force. I thought the Navy had stuff like navy intelligence Mm. they might have their own thing but all of the project sign and all of its subsequent things are the air so all like the official research was air force cool yes um it was around for the majority of 1948 
Yep. And there wasn't much with Project Sign. Uh, just their kind of end conclusion was most of the reports that they were studying didn't have enough data to form conclusive uh, conc- answers. Yeah, conclusive <laughs> answers based of the origin of those objects. Gotcha. And then after Project Sign closed, they moved it to Project Grudge. Okay. It started in 1948 up until 1951. So now, when did Roswell happen? 48, 49? I'm assuming Somehow because you guys are having to look this up, I'm assuming neither of these projects they didn't looked into they Roswell. Didn't, they didn't so look into Roswell. There, there were they're, they're, files about Roswell, but they were classified. They And then they eventually said, we did not do anything with Roswell. Also, I know that... Uh, real quick, because we got to go down history lane with the Air yeah. Force. Air Force does not be Air Force. Air Force isn't Air Force yet. Isn't be Air Force yet. The Air Force is not the Air Force Air yet. Air Force isn't be Air, Bro- Air Force. It's still the Army Air Corps. Do you sure. remember when it officially became the Air Force? Wasn't it 46? No, I thought it was... F- 47 or 48, which... 47, so that... Yeah. All the project signed is Air Force? Yeah. 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 Started in 48. Oh, I thought this started earlier than that. Shit. Shit. Uh, no, signed started in 47. It ended in 48. Um, so, yeah. Either way, it, it is the Air Force. Good for them. Good for them. I thought they were still the Army Air Corps at that time. But, I don't... It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm being a dick. <laughs> Alright, project this shit. Actually, don't have much on Grudge. All right. Um. <laughs> once again, this is a U.S. Air Force operation project, whatever you want to call it. Um. Officially, it lasted, um, until '51. Although, there it was still kind of operational in a minimal capacity until at least 1999. Mm-hmm. Um. They only ever put out one official report, or I guess one formal report is what it right. said. Um, the main goal of Project Grudge, when Sign was focused on studying the phenomenon, mm-hmm. um, Grudge, Grudge's, I don't know if it was a, its official, um, like official task per se, but the main thing it ended up doing was focus more on debunking than actually trying to solve so what it was. So Grudge's main thing was to alleviate uh, public anxiety over UFO, over UFOs. Okay. And then that basically just to say that there was nothing extraordinary about UFOs and you have nothing to worry about. They tried, Grudge essentially tried to chalk everything up to natural causes, man-made, like balloons or just misidentified planes what about man-made saucers um they never they never went for saucers at least not with grudge now another thing that kind of happens before is the kenneth arnold sightings did any of these cover that or no kenneth arnold he was the one that coined the flying saucer um I didn't see that. I do have uh, Ruppelt. Is that how you say his name? Ruppelt? Ruppelt. He Ruppelt. coined the term UFO. 
Okay. I didn't see the flying saucer one. I was just wondering. Um, yeah. I know that Kenneth Arnold did that. And he saw them flying in formation, and uh, they they more so look like boomerangs. Uh, it's that's for then another time. But I don't believe that he saw extraterrestrial UFOs. I actually believe that he saw uh, our military, because I don't think extraterrestrial UFOs would travel in formations. Like I don't think they'd be as organized. And why not? I don't know. I just don't think it'd be as clean and 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 uniformed as uh, our government, because why would they need to be? <laughs> and most times, UFOs. Like I understand that we. I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say most times. There are a lot of times that we see UFOs, like just one singular yeah. one, um, or if there's like two. I I think that could be maybe like ET and stuff, but like f- four, five, six in uniform I think there's a little bit more stuff going on there maybe it is ET but the uniform the uniformity yeah to me that is I think that is our military there wouldn't be any need for them to fly in formation well well, also though if you ever um, listen to abduction stories and stuff like the aliens or these ETs or whatever you want to call them I mean they don't really seem like military mm-hmm. right just it almost seems like explorers reconnaissance yeah. and right so from that for me in that perspective i just there's certain things they don't need to send like one or two ships just to get in get out yeah all right um so project grudge um so at the end of project grudge um 23 of their case files still remained unexplained um the project was also heavily criticized by two people that would be very prominent in Project Blue Book, namely J. Allen Hynek mm-hmm. and Edward Ruppelt. Ruppelt? Ruppelt. I'll get there eventually. Ruppelt, yeah. Um, Hynek described Grudge as less science and more of a PR campaign for the government. Right. Um, Ruppelt uh, described it... Um, where'd it go? Uh, <laughs> I like the sniff there. Just the... Yeah, well... <laughs> uh, Rupert was convinced of an alien nature and uh, had seen the government and military trying... To, mostly because he had been seen the government and the military trying to discredit the ET hypothesis. Gotcha. And so when they uh, recruited uh, J. Allen Hynek, he was a big skeptic of UFOs when they did it. Well, they thought that he was going to be the professor to... Uh, he came from Ohio State. Right. He was a pretty famous... Uh, astronomer. Astronomer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you, you would think that <laughs> he would have been, oh, yeah, this is swamp gas. <laughs> or like this shit. Right. And really, he he did at the beginning. But like I think things got real weird. We'll get to Heineken yeah. later. Okay. Um. Rupel also described Project Grudge as the dark ages of Air Force UFO research because okay. of how heavily they just tried to debunk everything. Um, and both of them together came out and said, as far f- uh, Project Grudge was as far from an objective scientific examination of the phenomenon as one could get. So just pretty much all of the key players... Yeah. Um, completely trashed Project Grudge because it just wasn't doing what essentially they wanted it to be doing. Right. Which brings us on to 
Project Blue Book. So Project Blue Book is the code name for the systematic study of unidentified flying objects by the United States Air Force. Uh, it started in March 1952 and eventually ended in December, December 1969. The headquarters of it was at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in, near Dayton, Ohio. Uh, hey, 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 that's home. <laughs> hey, I think you were waiting on that for me, huh? What? Um, I felt like you were waiting on me to say something when you said Dayton, Ohio. I brought you there last year. Yeah, I know, it was good. And you went this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the city's okay. Like, that's all right. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, to me, it reminds me of a little smaller of, like, Raleigh. Maybe a, but bigger than Durham. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to go about that, but, like, it's somewhere in between. Um a mid a mid large city. Think of Wilmington, but built up, up instead of out. Yeah, like Wilmington's pretty wide. Um, they didn't build up, which makes sense because of where you know the yeah. ground that they're located on. But you know that shit's sinking. Uh, did you find the origin of the name? Yes, Project Blue I have it right here. It is. That's for later. I need to know so, how your biceps are. The reason. Project Blue Book was created was in 1951 uh, there were high ranking uh, Air Force generals that were dissatisfied with the UFO investigations and so they scrapped Project Grudge and then created Blue Book and Blue Book was named to was named from the blue booklets that were used for testing at colleges and universities because Rupert uh, said that it felt like the study of UFOs was as important as a college final exam. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, Blue Book was also given a kind of distinction from Grudge because it was uh, put under the newly created uh, Aerial Phenomenon branch right. of the Air Force. Alright. Uh, so Project Blue Book's two main goals was to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. You got anything you want to add before we no. jump on into the operations? No, let's go. All right, so the first head, is, first head of the project is our friend Edward J. Ruppelt. Uh, he was a decorated World War II airman with the... Uh, Army Air Corps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My bad. Uh, after the war, he got a degree in aeronautics. Uh, Good for him. And like I said earlier, he actually coined the term uh, unidentified flying object or UFO. <laughs> UFO. You remember that Roswell episode in Futurama with the crazy photographer? Yeah. And he's like, every time he takes a picture of something, it's like real weird and blurry and he takes a picture of the UFO, but it comes out the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> but he like takes a picture of it and he goes, UFO! UFO! <laughs> that always, dude, I, that pops in my head a couple times a month. Like that shit, rent free up there, man. Yeah. So what like some people with the monkey, me, it's like, UFO! UFO! <laughs> and every time I think of us outside looking at like through the, the monocular yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, I just want to be that guy. UFO. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys got to look that up. Futurama. All's Roswell that ends well. That's the episode. Uh, it's probably one of my favorites. But, yeah. What else you got of RuPaul? Um, so the reason he came up with the term UFO. or UFO. Yeah. 
uh, was because it was more neutral and he felt it was more accurate than the flying saucer, flying disc. I don't know. I've always thought of it as like a aerial phenomenon or something, you know. <laughs> well, a UAP. That's, per a, se. that's a later <laughs> iteration, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, I actually hate that. The atmospheric yeah, yeah. jellyfish is a UAP. You don't like UAP like that? No, I just feel like it, a saucer. Like that. I I like the flying object. <laughs> I do. I just. It's a fucking flying object. You know what? A rock coming at me in the sky. Flying object. Um, it's not a phenomenon. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a phenomenon. It, it was put there by someone. You know, a bird flying in there, and I don't know what that bird is. Yeah, that's a UAP. That shit has tentacles. The fuck is that? That's a UAP. That's what that is. <laughs> An identified aerial phenomenon. Cthulhu coming through the clouds. UAP. Why he in the clouds? Something with metal. Well, he, he got wings. Yeah, I mean he could be in the clouds. Who? Fuck you for thinking that he can't be in the clouds, man. You think you are Paul he's McCartney? Seen, you think you're the leader of the Beatles? Fear. He can be wherever he, you don't want him to be. That's <laughs> just like what? I fucking hate the Beatles. What are you talking about? <laughs> You think you're the leader of the fucking Beatles? <laughs> no, he oh, he's talking about the movie. Yeah, well, no, nah, he did. We were talking about he did. Fucking Paul McCartney alive. Maybe, maybe this is why John and him hated each other now, because it wasn't the true Paul. <laughs> All right, I'll, he fucked over the wings. Later on, him. American scientist Michael Deese. I think that says swords. Um, we can call him Saurus. Michael D. Saurus. Um, he said Rupert would lead the last genuine effort to analyze UFOs. So when Rupert Rupert became director of Project Blue Book, he streamlined how UFOs were reported to military officials. Mm. He wanted to get rid of the stigma associated with uh, UFO witnesses, mm-hmm. saying that they're crazy and stuff like that. So he no. uh, so he tasked the uh, Battelle Memorial Institute to develop a questionnaire. And computerized the data that they received from witnesses. Uh, so using the cases that they already had, uh, in 1954, Battelle conducted a scientific study. And it was called Project Blue Book Special Report Number 14. Uh, so 3,200 cases were studied in the report. 69% were deemed known or identified. Twenty-two percent were deemed unknown, and nine percent were insufficient data. Hmm. Uh, so Rupert also would fire certain personnel if he felt like they were too pro or too con to certain ideas about different cases. Essentially, you had to remain as impartial as yeah. possible if you were to remain on the project. Yeah, that's pretty hard, right? Because mm-hmm. eventually, you think some of these cases. They might convince you one way or the other, right? Like seeing the evidence, seeing what you th- yeah. consider evidence or anything like that. I think the big thing was, yeah, this one case might convince you, but then on the next case you're studying, you can't bring that same conviction with you. Which also makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. However, um, I wonder if, as long as you don't look at the uh, certain case, I wonder if you yourself could be more so convinced or, you know, you lean more towards it's all fake or something, you know, yeah. like it is a natural phenomenon consider, or, or alien or ET or military, I don't know, government, whichever side you're leaning on, I wonder if that is also a factor. 
Like I wonder, so like say you stay neutral with the cases, yeah. but you yourself, kind of like Heineck, who eventually started becoming a believer in in the ET yeah. and UFO phenomenon in general. But yeah, as long as you kept your personal opinions outside of the casework. Right. I mean, no, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I agree with that. So during his time, each Air Force base also had a Blue Book officer. That would take reports from the area. Oh, cool. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, so he also made it to where they were authorized to interview any and all military personnel who witnessed UFOs and were not required to follow the chain of command, hmm. which at that time was unprecedented. Good for them. Breaking the mold, man. To show up any any Air Force base and be like, I'm talking to you today. Yeah, that well, that happens. I, I, well, there's a couple TV shows kind of where that happens. Usually, though, they always depict it as Dayton uh, in the movie Taken, or the TV show Taken, yeah. sorry, from the miniseries off sci-fi, the the main, um, actually, you know what, once I think about it, I think it's, there's two times, I think once is in Dayton, and then another time is actually out in New Mexico, around Roswell area, so I actually think that that's how... That might be so. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Good for the good for taking. Good for me for going down memory lane. Um, what was that last thing you said? Uh, not following the chain of command. Okay. Um, another big thing that uh, Rupert would do would be he wouldn't leave it all to like military or people assigned to the project. He would quite frequently go out and ask for, like, expert opinions, whether that be from meteorologists, like, could this weather do this, uh, consulting, like, an astronomer, um, just all kinds of experts he wanted consulted to be sure they were as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, let's see, 1953... February, he was temporarily reassigned. Uh, did, did you see where he was reassigned? I didn't. Um, for, for a few months, uh, when he came back to the project, his team of 10-plus people, uh, the numbers kind of varied, it just kind of vaguely more than 10, mm-hmm. had been cut to himself and two other people. Okay. Um, Short on staff. So. Yes. You know why? So part of that was because of you had the Robertson panel. Yeah, yeah. So part of it was because of the Robertson panel. So in 1953, after numerous sightings and uh, radar anomalies, especially the ones over uh, Washington D.C. in 1952. Uh, yeah, which we have a we have an episode on yeah. Sky Ghost. Uh, the CIA established a panel of scientists to uh, formulate a response to the overwhelming public interest in UFOs. Um, There is a group of scientists that recruited. There were physicists, meteorologists. uh, There's actually only one astronomer, which was actually Hynek. And then they spent, I think it was 12 hours, reviewing six years' worth of data. Mm -hmm. And after after viewing the evidence, the panel decided that UFOs were not a threat and recommended the Air Force de-emphasize the subject of UFOs 
and to begin a debunking campaign to lessen the public interest. Now, who was the Robertson panel? Who was their boss? Where did they come from? It wasn't the CIA, was it? Hmm? Yeah, they paid off the scientists. It's going to be a... Uh, is that the thing? They're CIA, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. Well, they were... CIA directed it, but it was... It was headed by H.P. Uh, Robertson. Yeah. Yep, CIA. Who probably took over? He, well, he was a physicist. Well, right, but they're yeah. all... It's CIA. Yeah. yeah. He's a paid scientist. Oh, look, CIA papers about the Robertson panel. Hey, there you go. Why wouldn't you guys go over the, the one thing that destroyed Blue Block? <laughs> no, that's bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. And who... And who is uh, the fist of bureaucracy in this case? The Robertson panel. Anyways, the Robertson panel. Yeah, CIA. It's. I mean, that makes you think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why? Why did the CIA want that shut down so bad? So part of the reasoning behind the panel was, or I guess, part of the reasoning of their decisions was that. They were getting essentially too much information. A lot of it was kind of bogus or just hoax, things of that nature. And so they wanted to essentially step back a bit. They wanted to focus on the bigger cases and not Mm -hmm. open up, kind of shut the public down in a sense Mm -hmm. uh, so that they could get more credible data. That's the official reasoning behind the panel. I mean, yeah, the CIA wanted it. They wanted the data. They wanted the data. And then... Uh, one of the, it was like... Oh, but after oh. after this... Um, Give me that UFO data. Blue Book started... It's essentially the opposite of that ended up happening. Um, the Air Force... Uh, what was it? The Air Defense Command... Mm-hmm. Uh, started investigating all those like high profile cases and whatnot, and Blue Book was left for all the like hoaxes and mm-hmm. all the little yep. doodahs. And well, I mean, they got made into a joke, basically. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, that, which what better what better way to discredit you than make you funny? You know what I mean, or make you the laughing stock, mm-hmm. or show that you you are worthless. Like what you were looking into does not matter. At, at this time, it pretty much turned Blue Book into what Heineck had described Grudge as, and j- just a PR campaign. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because after the it's real unfortunate too. Because after the panel, most of them believed that it was for controlling the public opinion through propaganda and spying. And due to the panel in 1953, the joint regulation joint regulation 146 made it a crime for military personnel to discuss classified UFO reports with unauthorized personnel. Mm. And Ruppelt left Blue Book in 1953. After the panel, um, like he said, a lot of things changed about like the classification Mm -hmm. and whatnot of these phenomenon. So, I'm, I'm skipping ahead just a bit. How the new director after Ruppelt started doing things was if it was possible, it got moved to probable. And if it was, if it was labeled as probable, it was moved to that's what it is. Okay. So they, they were trying to take 
any indecision out of it. Yeah, they circumcised it. Uh, one example I saw, like, if it said possible comet, it's right. now probably a comet. If it said probable comet, their official stance was that was definitely a comet. Okay. So, after Rupert left, it was Captain Harden who took over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Captain Harden. Because <laughs> I said circumcision. So, like, <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> shit works out. Because of that new classification system, yeah. it dropped their unsolved cases mm-hmm. from like 20 to 30% per- of their total cases to 0.4%. Yeah. Well, that's and that's a big change in percentage there, my man. It is. And after it's oh. about 20 to 30% percent <laughs> change. Yeah, if you see that in the stock market, you're dropping that. If you do that in sales or in retail or anything like that, you're fired. Yeah, after, yeah, after Harden took over, most of the uh, investigations were taken over by the uh, 4,602nd. No, we lost a lot of the Blue Book files, didn't we? From like a f- yeah. Okay, I was going to say, from like a fire or a flood, like a water incident? Like, wasn't there a... Uh... I couldn't... I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I couldn't find it for this. Okay. Uh, you could go and I'll see if I can find out what happened to those. Uh, so, with uh, Project Blue Book kind of like turning into like a uh, comedy show, what like, what do you think was going, like, how do you think those conversations were in those offices between Heineck and Rupert? Like, do you think that was a pretty fiery thing or do you think that was like a, because uh, they both seem to be really on the side of that these were ETs. Like something else, like something yeah. is going on. Yeah. And uh, like, how do you get shut out like that? Like, how do you actually get silenced? Um, did River ever make a book or write a book? Sorry. Yeah, he wrote a few. And things. specifically on this? Not on like the incident of it, just mm-hmm. his own experiences. Hmm. I'm not sure what it was called. Uh, one second. No, you're good. Um, um I'll, in 1953, again, uh, Heineck wrote a report for the Journal of the Optical Society of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that report was titled Unusual Aerial Phenomena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a quote from that. Uh, Ridicule is not part of the scientific method, and people should not be taught that it is. The steady flow of reports, often made in concert by reliable observers, raises questions of scientific obligation and responsibility. Is there any residue that is worthy of scientific attention? Or if there isn't, does not an obligation exist to say so to the public? Not in words of open ridicule, but seriously to keep faith with the trust the public places in science and scientists. Hmm. So, uh, Rupolt did a book in uh, 1956 called The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. And Heineck even suggested that Rupolt's book should be required reading for anyone seriously interested in the history of this subject. Um, and right now, you can actually get it. You can get on Google Books for free. It's on Google Books mm-hmm. for free. Which book is that? The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. And it is the original version. Are it, there other versions? I'm sure there's some uh, edited versions. So basically what it is, is just talking about his time with the Grudge, Blue Book, and his assessments. of Yeah, I think cases. that's going to come on my reading list in the next couple of days. Uh, I might look for a physical copy, though. Um, I got a couple books coming up that I'm excited about. So, 
So uh, after Captain Harden, uh, Captain Gregory took over in 1956. Uh, apparently, Gregory made Project Blue Book into an even firmer anti-UFO direction than the apathetic Harden did. Mm. Uh, the 4,602nd was dissolved, and the 1,066 Air Intelligence Service Squadron was charged with UFO investigations. Uh, apparently, there was also little to no investigation of UFO reports. A revised AFR 200-2 issue during Gregory's tenure emphasized that unexplained UFO reports must be reduced to a minimum. And it's actually with uh, Captain Gregory where that switch to the probable possible thing came in. It wasn't Harden. He actually didn't stick around too long. Yeah, he didn't do much. Um, he, but both of these, both of them just kind of stuck around, screwed around, and then left. Hmm. Um, next up, we have Lieutenant Colonel Robert J. Friend. Okay. Have him as. So he got he got promoted. He did get promoted later okay. on. Nice. Because he was major. Yeah. <laughs> major, 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 major. Um, and for the most part, friend was. What just his name? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. I just think it's major friend. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I just think. This is literally what I said in my head, and I laughed. Major <laughs> friend. That's literally what I was thinking about. Major oh. Harden. But uh, he, <laughs> he at least attempted to Private bring some Harden. credibility Private back Harden. to Project Blue Book. Yeah. He started taking the cases more seriously, trying to whip things back into the um, Rupert era like mm-hmm. shape. Mm-hmm. Um, Heineck, um Heineck suggested to Friend that some of the older cases, especially when between Rupel and Friend, should be reinvestigated mm-hmm. because they were not as, I guess, intensive as they should have been. Right. So they wanted to basically move them from the unknown to the identified category. Uh, in 1960, there was a U.S. congressional hearing regarding UFOs. I feel like there was a lot going on, and like with Blue, like Blue Book yeah. was, they. I feel like they were busy. <laughs> like I just, I there's always something. Yeah. So with the hearings, uh, civilian UFO research group, uh, NICAP, N-I-C-A-P, mm-hmm. uh, had NICAP. NICAP, yeah. There you go had publicly charged Blue Book with covering up UFO evidence and had also acquired a few allies in the U.S. Congress. Uh, Blue Book was investigated by the Congress and by the Congress and the CIA with critics most notably the civilian UFO group NICAP asserting that Blue Book was lacking as a scientific study. Hmm. Now NICAP also, they did they look in, they looked into uh Skinwalker Ranch, didn't they? I don't know. I didn't even look. That was the first time I've heard of NICAP until. No. NICAP is the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But I was saying, did they do anything with Skinwalker Ranch? I thought I don't know why, but I, I thought they did. 
I could be I could be thinking of a different acronym. <laughs> MUFON. No, MUFON didn't do anything. I'm not saying. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of a nightcap from. I'm think I might be thinking of maybe Roswell or something. I don't know. It's I'm high. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna lay it down to. Um. Let's see. So. Uh, by the time Friend left Blue Book in 1963, he said it's, it was essentially useless mm-hmm. uh, and ought to be dissolved just because like, they were getting neutered at the oh, federal yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were getting public outcry pretty much every decision they made because of that. Right. Um, even... Even though there would have been public outrage at dissolving the project at the time, uh, he still thought that would have been the best course of action. Wow. Uh, so after friend Major Quintanilla, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, took over as director in 1963, uh, he continued the debunking efforts, and it was under his direction that Blue Book received some of, the, some of its sharpest criticism. One physicist uh, declared that Quintilla was not competent from either scientific nor investigative perspective. Mm. Um, so all in all, this is, like you said, this is the period in time where Blue Book received the most of its criticism, both internally and from the public. Uh, this is when you would start getting things like uh, the police chase, they chased a UFO like 80 miles or so. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, Blue Book's official response was, oh, they misidentified a communication satellite and the planet Venus. I was going to say, that's the one where they did Venus, right? So Yeah, yeah that's bullshit. I don't was, see uh, how, that doesn't even make sense. One, one of, they saw a communication One of satellite the police officers then... involved in that chase was also former Air Force. Yeah. So, like, he understands the satellite goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not going to keep up with that thing in your uh, and little it, Crown Vic. Yeah, and it's not just that case, but this is especially the period of time where they lose what little public credibility they had left. Oh, yeah, it's a shame. Because they started leaning very hard into just the debunk, everything's a natural cause. Yeah. Even though they still ended up with, I think it was 20% unexplained. Yeah, which I mean, like, you really need to look into that. And I feel like that 20% should be kind of, like, we should be having a pretty open and they did discussion. And they did have a different reporting system at the time. Um. They had it split into known, unknown, and then they had... Uh, there's a third one I can't remember the name of at the moment as well, but uh, each one of those is split into four categories mm-hmm. with uh, essentially the level of, um, not detail, but the level credibility. of credibility that each of the cases had mm. with the more... Cre- uh, interestingly enough, the more credible cases uh, are mostly the ones that went to the unsolved and the more credible ones would be like former pilots, military personnel, things of that nature. People know that know how to identify yes. uh, 
aircraft in the mm-hmm. sky. And your less credible ones were like Joe off the street, <laughs> uh, Jim Bob from the shooting range. Well, I mean, even, I mean, you gotta also think about this though. Like, even if you were in the government and you knew how to spot, let's see, in the 50s, so a MIG or a. Uh, this is the 60s. Now. Oh, 60s. So, like, you're at 15, so your other MIGs, uh, those kind of play, like, I don't see them knowing how to identify an SR-71 or an F-117 or a, a U-2. Like, and I, no, well, I don't know if the U-2 was declassified back so then. Probably. What actually, yeah, so U-2 would be fine. But like, I feel like those kind of things... But yeah, no, no one's claiming it was perfect. Most people. But they, they did try to separate the more credible witnesses from the less credible witnesses. Right, no, I gotcha. So, some of the cases were actually uh, misidentified U-2 or A-12. Yeah, A-12 is the SR-71 Blackbird. Yeah. So, but the A-12 is the CIA mm-hmm. version of the SR-71 Blackbird. Um, so, actually... Like, I know A-12 is the Blackbird, but every time I hear A-12, I think A-10. Yeah. And I just like the big gun. Um, yeah. So, this is around the time that Hynek was basically expressing that... Something's going on, and I can't believe that you're, like, ruining the reputation of these guys. Because the reason why he changed his view was because of witnesses that he knew were credible. And most of them were well-trained military officers mm-hmm. who saw stuff while they were flying. Right. Um, I mean, it, seem, it still seems like our pilots today right. are still seeing a lot while they fly. Uh, so, in, ni- in uh, 1968... Heineck received a letter from Colonel Raymond Sleeper. Uh, he was of the Foreign Technology Division. Uh, so he it was basically about when Heineck publicly accused Blue Book of shoddy science. And he wanted basically Heineck to give him advice to how Blue Book could improve. As much constructive criticism right. as possible. Mm. Um, so Heineck wrote out a detailed list for him. Uh, the first one is neither of the two missions of Blue Book determining if UFOs are a threat and scientific data gathered by Blue Book are being adequately executed. He said the staff of Blue Book, both in numbers and in scientific training, are grossly inadequate. So, so far we have um, the people suck <laughs> and they do a crap job. Right. Uh, he said Blue Book suffers and that it is a closed system. There is virtually no scientific dialogue between Blue Book and the outside scientific world. Right. Uh, the statistical mes- methods employed by Blue Book are nothing less than a travesty. There has been a lack of attention to significant UFO cases and too much time spent on routine cases. Uh and that it, that part specifically ties back to the Robertson panel when they essentially stripped all of the high profile or even credible cases from Blue Book and handed it straight to. Uh, at the time, it was the forty oh six or forty six oh two. Yeah. Um, he said concentration could be on two or three potential scientific significant cases per month instead of being spread thin over forty to seventy cases per month. Mm. Uh, the information input to Blue Book is grossly inadequate an impossible load is placed on Blue Book by the almost consistent failure of UFO officers 
Oh, so UFO officers at local air bases to transmit adequate information. Hmm. Uh, the basic attitude and approach within Blue Book is illogical and unscientific, and inadequate use had been made of the project scientific consultant, which that's Heineck himself. Mm. Uh, only cases that the project monitor deems worthwhile are brought to his attention. His scope of the operation has been consistently thwarted. He often learns of interesting cases only a month or two after the receipt of the report at Blue Book. So you would think someone is saying, "Hey, this project's not this project's not doing what we intended to do. Um, can you give us some feedback so we can improve the project?" You would, if not assume, at least hope any of this would get put to use, mm-hmm. but it didn't. Right. He sent his letter off, and nothing ever changed about the project. Yeah. That. That's life. Mm. Yeah. It's, like, uh, yeah. it's weird that they even asked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, motherfucker, like, you, you made me do this, okay? I took time out of my day, right. and yeah. what did I get out of it? Nothing. I didn't give him shit. Not even a jack like, shit. Not even, like, a firm handshake. Well, he's on the record. So they give him that. Yeah. Right. You know, he's on the record that that was Belagna. Uh, so, and there was a congressional hearing in 1966 after a... Yet another one. Yeah, after a string of UFO sightings in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Uh, it provoked a congressional hearing by the House Committee on Armed Services. Huh. And guess what happened? So, the Air Force had at first stated that the sightings were the result of a training exercise happening in the area. But NICAP uh, reported that there was they no record. They called their bluff. Yeah. There were no planes in the area. Yeah. Uh, another report alleged that the UFO was actually a flying billboard advertising gasoline. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Raymond Fowler of NICAP added his own interviews with the locals who saw Air Force officers confiscating newspapers with the story of UFOs and telling them not to report what they had seen. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. That old-fashioned boots on the ground, man. The Air Force is... I don't know what it is about taking newspapers and like, or lying on newspapers. <laughs> extra, or, extra reading. Yeah, like he punches the fucking paper boy and grabs these the are whole, mine now. these are mine, bitch. And then he like runs away, <laughs> then he turns back and goes, don't fucking see anything about those fucking You just fucking imagine the kids on the and bike then, delivering it papers. Again. He just gets it's tackled out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm throwing a stick through the spokes on the bike. Yeah, he just fucking, <laughs> I was like, you that paper boy. They're like in the fucking like, like, a, just like some black sedan to walk him down. He's like, uh, stopped and he's like, wait, like, can I help you? And he goes, yeah. Give me all your papers. <laughs> Give me all your papers. He goes, what papers? Because he's like, what? And he's like, your newspapers. He goes, okay. I'm getting mugged <laughs> by the government. So, and then they stick a stick in his bike just for the sh- no, Like, no, right just... between the spokes. And then they push him. <laughs> just push him. <laughs> they fucking push him. No, they, 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 they leave him alone. They're about to walk away. And you're like, you know what? And they just push him. <laughs> and then one shoots him in the head. I shoot him wow. in the foot. Can't ride a bike anymore. He breaks his kneecap. <laughs> he fucking beat him with a shoots bat. <laughs> the bat that went through the spokes. Not only did he does he have broken spokes, he also has a broken kneecap. <laughs> so and a heart and probably dreams. Like, 
His nation betrayed him. That's the government for you. Hot, man. Drag himself back to his house up the steps. Fucking bitch dragon. (laughs) All right. So two police officers who had saw the UFOs. Bitch dragon. (laughs) There he's got it. Uh, Eugene Bertrand and David Hunt wrote a letter to Major Quintanilla. Really wanted her name to be like Gertrude or something. (laughs) Stating that they felt their reputations were destroyed by the Air Force. Oh, gosh. That damn Air Force. Destroying reputations. And I'll tell you what, dude. The, between the Air Force... They're efficient. The fucking FBI and the CIA, they really like to fuck with people, don't they? Because, I mean... I mean, you got the Navy, too, right? The Navy's out there. But they're, like... I feel like they're just fucking with other, like, mariners, right? <laughs> but, like... The fucking Air Force... They're so... They're, like, so intertwined with, like, the CIA and other mm-hmm. things like that. Because, I mean, that's where all of our... Um, a lot of our like anti-terrorism uh, like it's HQs are yeah it's everything there yeah. so they run it like even Space Force runs out of uh, Wright Patterson well they have their own thing too but they have like a a, a uh, office there and like it's insane to think about like how much they really fuck with people you know I don't we know. we don't hear anything about Space Force. You well, really don't. Yeah, but they're fucking dude. You guys, you guys should look into what they do. They like control all the satellites. Yeah. A lot of the rocket launches mm-hmm. that have been happening. It's not SpaceX and NASA. It's been SpaceX and Space Force. Um, they just use Cape Canaveral, uh, and then they also have. I think they have two. I actually think they have two launch stations. Space Force does. Yeah, because you know me, I keep up with those rocket launches yeah. and shit. Like because it's weird. It's we don't. You're telling me all this is just satellites? No. <laughs> no, there's no fucking way. Sure. SpaceX, fine. Yours are fucking satellites. But what's NASA? Like, what, like every week, man? Like, you want to, like, how many satellites are you going to fucking put up? And that's to all the governments in the world. Like, mm-hmm. like how, many, how much more do we need in there? Like, we have a satellite for literally, I feel like, everything right now at this moment. You know what we don't have? I bet we do. <laughs> Space lasers. Nope, you're fucking wrong. That's another thing that people think that started that fire in Maui. But I didn't want to bring I, that I, up. I don't believe that. Ronald Reagan Space War. Direct energy weapons. Shot and it's because lasers. somebody took a, that was filming it or took a photo yeah. of it. Uh, it looks like a beam came down, but it, it was just like flare. Yeah. Um, or at least that's what they say. I mean, it looked like flare to me, but like, like also it, at the same time, space-based what weapons. Quite frankly, I feel that there'd be a better use than a laser. But we got we, we got lasers in space. You know this, right? I, specifically for space to ground, oh, I feel we have there's, that. I'm there's just better options than lasers. I do mean, we they're have pretty immediate? Do we they're ever pretty immediate? Just they're not very efficient. Do we ever? Uh, I think it's. I think. The, so go ahead, Matt. No, you. Can. Okay, I was go gonna ahead. say. I think that's. I think the energy weapon in that is a little different than the fucking little pocket laser. Like I mean, this thing is like if it's just. And think of it this way: it could just be, like, like heat or plasma or fire. Like instead, right. of, so like I mean, it could be one of those things. I mean, yeah, if it touches you and it just space. disintegrates you, now. We found out not too long ago, and I, feel, I, I don't know if you remember this, because, I mean, it was it, a couple years now, but about the the satellites that attack other satellites, but they're, like, remote-controlled and, you like, their arms and shit. Those, and then, 100%. We, yeah, but we have that right now online. We have a satellite action. war. Yeah. Sat on sat, man. 
They've got so little nice. grippers. Like yeah, and they also have. They're also equipped with munitions. Yes, like lasers for that kind of stuff. Hundred <laughs> percent, but. Space to ground, I don't see it. Did we ever I mean, enact we the, uh, the satellite that would drop steel beams from orbit? Tungsten rods. Yeah. yeah I can't remember if, what it was. Yeah, but rods I'm telling you. Did, <laughs> did, we ever, did we ever enact that, or was it just a plan? That's just an idea. Okay. I, I'm, at least to my knowledge, no one has right. put tungsten rods in space. That's what I'm like. That was years ago that I remember reading about that. I don't know, man. Also, instead of lasers, maybe think of just fusion like energy. I don't know. I just think that, like I don't like that, I've just that been using even less probable to me. Yeah, probably honestly. Um, but really like, like lasers, you just don't you don't think it'd be efficient? Like even with it being like at that a was certain Project Four. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. But you don't think that would be a uh, the hammer on them. telephones pole size kinetic projectiles? Yes, man. Anyways, yeah, you don't think that like. A beam of heat, <laughs> probably the temperature of the sun coming down on you. You don't think that's efficient? No, I feel like it would cook the satellite before it got any real work done. Unless there's a whole space station up there I mean, providing that, cooling for it. Like what Darius said, it's just a magnifying glass up there <laughs> taking the sunlight. Hey, that shit works. I mean, it look does. at how well we do with it. Like that, I shit. started a fire with that once. I was camping. Like you can destroy an entire city with that. Do you, do you know how big the mirror would have to be for that? Oh yeah, hey, I know. Futurama. <laughs> big mirror. Yeah, and the little rock, the little little meteor hits and it just <laughs> and fucking causes a laser to go through them. It's just you're right. It fucking would happen, man. I think we talked about this one time at work, didn't we? I'm not sure about putting like a mirror or something or like that and it causing a laser. But um. Yeah. I don't know, man. I understand your, um, the, like, the that you question the integrity of this vessel, but like you don't think like, like a maybe... laser, even plasma weapon, um, the size it would need to be, at least from my understanding, to impact the ground in such a way to actually you know cause harm. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it would get too hot too quickly. Unless you're literally using it for like a single shot and well, then what if, what if wasting the satellite. Oh, okay, I was going to say, what if that is the case? Or what if it comes out cool and going through the atmosphere, going through all like that, that's where it picks up its energy. Because that could happen as well. That would be and more it would of heat a it up. kinetic projectile it would be, and yeah. less of an energy weapon. Right, yeah. Because right. energy would dissipate. Okay. It wouldn't gain energy going through the atmosphere. That's why uh, right. Tesla's death ray wouldn't work. Or did it? <laughs> anyways um okay no i can see that so yeah i mean it could have been a projectile you know and then maybe and projectiles make a lot more sense to it yeah but it also could have been a eco-friendly projectile like it just burns up literally a tree yeah and then and then like the what's left is what torches everything the, I don't ash, know. the ashes spread in the dead grass i just I just think lasers from space not only are cool, but could be efficient and uh, supplying people with... Like space to space, to space coming satellite to satellite? Absolutely. No, they use just 9 millimeters. <laughs> 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 I don't think they really do, but that would be funny, wouldn't it? Like, you go up there, and it, it's like R2-D2, and it pulls out like a little fucking like revolver, and you just... Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like, you're like, whoa, man. I'm, the fuck's I'm up imagining here? like a Gatling gun. 
Okay. Which, again, runs into the same problems no, no. as the laser. It's just too much power. <laughs> it like, spins <laughs> off into space. Just, I just think Bullets of uh, Family spring. Guy Star Wars when Cleveland's R2 and he pulls on a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Turns it sideways. <laughs> bang, bang! In my neighborhood. <laughs> That's funny. Cleveland is R2-D2 is funny. <laughs> I've never seen it. I have it. You can borrow it. It's just, it's DVD. And it came out in like 2006. So. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know how it will look. Yeah. It's uh, still funny though. It is It is that, very funny. That's my favorite Family Guy. It's Family Guy Star Wars. I watched Ted tonight. It was pretty good. Nice, man. So yeah. Do you guys have anything else? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Okay. Go on. Go on, girl. All right. So back to the... <laughs> You had to drink both of those. Yeah. Yeah, he's thirsty, boy. I took you want four or five gummies. No. Oh, yeah, give me a you. <laughs> yeah, give me that. Thanks, buddy. There's so many uses. Oh, my God. Thank you. All right. So, back to the hearing. Oh. Uh, <sighs> so, according to Secretary Harold Brown of the Air Force, Blue Book consisted of three steps. Investigation analysis, and a distribution of information gathered to interested parties. Man, three is pretty long. They probably should shorten that up. So by the time of the hearing, Blue Book had identified and explained 95% of the reported UFO sightings. Mm. Fuck, that is delicious. Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Darius, are you sure you're not? Dude, How you guys are three in. Are you three in or are you two no, in? He's two in. I'm two in. Fuck, man, this is delicious. Yeah, it's a spot, doesn't it? Wow. It's been it's, a while, hasn't it? it? I did not expect that chocolatey of a flavor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, none of these were extraterrestrial or a threat to national security. Uh, Brown himself proclaimed, I know of no one of scientific standing or executive mm-hmm. standing with a detailed knowledge of this in our organization who believes that they mm-hmm. came from extraterrestrial sources. Uh, Heineck suggested that in an unedited statement that a civilian panel of physical and social scientists be formed for the express purpose of determining whether a major problem really exists. Uh, Heineck also remarked that he has not seen any evidence to confirm extraterrestrials nor do I know any competent scientist who has or believes that any kind of extraterrestrial intelligence is evolved, involved. All right, then we've got the Condon Committee? Yeah. Condon. Yeah, Condon. 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 All right, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> this is, again, NICAP. Um because Blue Book had been kind of put through the ringer the past couple years, NICAP kind of exploded in popularity. Of course. Uh, at this time, they had about 15,000 um, members. Mm-hmm. Damn. And the group charged the U.S. government with a cover-up of UFO evidence. Okay. Are you looking up, like, no, I just wanted current to, membership? Yeah, like, I was just looking at shit. Um, following congressional hearings, uh, the... Condon Committee was established in 66 as a neutral scientific research body. Mm-hmm. Um, the committee became mired in controversy. Some members charging the director, Edward Condon, with bias and critics would question the validity and the scientific rigor of the Condon report. Mm. What you got there? 
Uh, it's the UFO Evidence Nightcap. Uh, it's paperback. It looks like it's um, it's just the committees on paperback. It's a hundred bucks. So I'm not looking at buying it. I just it caught my eye, and then I saw the price, right. and then that was like I, I chuckled at myself, eye. and then I saw the YooHoo, and that's where I'm going for now. All right. Um, Delicious. in the end, the committee Maybe. suggested there was nothing extraordinary about UFOs. <laughs> And well, somebody left- saying that clearly knows that we have UFO technology. While it left a minority of cases unexplained, the report also argued that further research would not likely yield significant results. Like that motherfucker passed, helped pass a bill. They got some money sent to like Lockheed at Skunk Works and all that, and they fucking operated yeah. on that shit. No, mm-hmm. like that's I, what happened. That's that's <laughs> what happened. I guarantee it. There's no fucking like. It's just like my fucking grandpa, right? My grandfather. We do not have ETs at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Who the fuck says that? That's like that's a rehearsed line if I've ever heard one. Like who? They may not be at Wright Pat. You better write me. <laughs> I asked him to write me a letter for like a present, like I want yeah. like just a letter of his life and stuff. And he was really weird about it, but I I, just, I don't yeah. know. I just want one. I'm really fucking hoping he says some shit. It's it's all it's just gonna be lines of Sharpie across a piece of paper. It's just redacted. Redacted. The whole thing's redacted. But like if I take I don't know, like some shading thing, it'll come out on like another No, like that's a, the thing. He never wrote anything. It's just literally it's just, just an asshole. <laughs> I like look on the back, put it up in the light, and it's just nothing. Nothing. This is a new piece of paper with Sharpie. And then like and then I put it a little bit further down, it says, ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so, in response to the Condon Committee's conclusion, Secretary of the Air Force Robert C. Siemens <laughs> Jr. What's up with these names? Hey. Announced that Blue Book. I just would- want to let you know that my fa- my family member, my cousins on my mom's side. You are you ready for their last name? My roommate Seaman. Nice. Like not C- even like Seaman. Like Seaman. Not like this Seaman. C like as in the C. I'm not really sure. Or Seaman as in S E M E. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but they're out there. C-man. Yeah. Or C-man as an S-E-E. <laughs> C-man. But yeah, thanks to the... C-woman. Thanks to the Condon Committee, uh, Blue Book essentially got shut down uh, because they could not uh, justify either... Uh, funding could not be justified based on either the grounds of national security or in the interest of science. So... Ultimately, yeah. Blue Book stated that UFOs, that UFO sightings were generated as a result of a mild form of mass hysteria. Individuals who fabricate such reports to perpetrate a hoax or seek publicity, like Skipper with a massive erection, psychopathological persons, and misidentification of various various conventional objects. However, swamp gas like penis. Weather balloons. So, also by the end of Blue Book, swamp gas-filled weather balloons. Twelve thousand six hundred and eighteen UFO reports. My notes are weird. Okay. Right, so, <laughs> so they had twelve thousand six hundred and eighteen UFO reports and concluded that most were misidentification of natural phenomenon, or. misidentified aircraft. However, 701 reports were classified as unexplained. 
Interessante. Mm -hmm. It's interessante. Interessante, Skippy. So, um, what do you think? Which comes out to five and a half percent. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's still a good deal. To me, at least. Right? Five percent on a deal. What? Darius. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Mr. Hatch Tap? He's tip tapping. Yeah, yeah. Tippity tap uh, tap, motherfucker. I mean, that's still a lot. Like 700 cases of that. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of cases. Um, And then after Blue Book, um, in 2003, the Air Force publicly indicated there were no immediate plans to reestablish any UFO study programs. Which was a lie. Although they were still... <laughs> They were still accepting, like, reports and whatnot, just they didn't have any official body, like, collecting and studying those. Which is a lie. Publicly. That is correct. However, <laughs> uh, in December 2017, it was disclosed that a new secret UFO study titled Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification uh, Program was A-tip. funded at $22 million from 2007 to 2012. A-tip. A tip, yes. Who is a tip? <laughs> I'm just And now we have the new panel on UAPs. Yep. Wow. And what have we figured out with this new panel? Um, it's the same answers, pretty much. Yeah. What and about the, the same answers or just more questions? Do you guys take any? I no. Not really. <laughs> no, you don't like what the whistleblower say. Mm. I listen to I... some of them. I'm like, eh, this is stuff we already know. Skippers over here, like, I, you guys are crazy. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything to, you right. know. And it's just their, their word against. I mean, not saying I believe the government. Oh, I definitely don't fucking do that. But <laughs> they haven't exactly proven themselves believable or trustworthy. They haven't come forward with any actual evidence to support their claims. So going by the rules of Blue Book, you're still hired. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> It's good to be here. Welcome to the team. <laughs> Let me show you your office. <laughs> Just walk you outside. <laughs> so here's you, a telescope. Go look. <laughs> so what are you guys thinking? Then do you th- well? What do you think of Blue Book? Do you think that like they, or do you think any of those cases were uh, Heinrich Rubelt and the beginnings yeah. of Blue Book definitely had good intentions, mm-hmm. things of that nature. However. As we discussed, um, bureaucracy, yeah. the government, it all got in the way. Right. Tarnished the name of Blue Book, got it shut down. It tarnished it. Tarnished it. Now, Heineck went on and helped Steven Spielberg with uh, Encounters with the Third Kind. Do you think... I do think. So that's actually Good. so close encounters is also yeah. his classification. Yeah. So do you think that's what the other one was? Yes. Oh. Do you think he actually knew some shit, found out some shit, like pretty solid evidence, but they would not let him come out with it or whatever, and he put it in that movie? I would personally lean towards Or do you think that was he, just a, he a noticed fun nod? I, I think it would be more he noticed like common patterns or 
pretty frequent trends in the mm-hmm. reports that he was studying and went with, okay, this is the, essentially the most common way this happens. Uh, now, I'm pretty sure that uh, the end of that movie was actually based on another project. It was like playing at Serpo or Serpio. Remember, Darius, that one we were supposed to do like four years ago, and we never did. Planet Serpo. It's Planet Serpo. Uh, the ending of that movie is basically like that. Uh, I have a book on it with the uh, a true story of interplanetary travel. Yeah, with the know, aliens man. coming down, the humans going on. It's like literally explaining different aliens and how they all come from one planet. And well, some, some. It's like the, the, this species. It wasn't Nibiru, but it was like close. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'd N- have to look. Nibiru is only outside of our solar system. Yeah, I was gonna say that one's in like yeah, it's like category wise. Oh, gotcha. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Project Blue Book story. Other than like, I like the story. I like the hearing like how Heineck kind of went from a pretty like a guy that did not believe in any of this to uh, at the very least being pretty open to yeah it, right? and then and then almost coming completely the other way around like i don't know i always enjoyed that and then rubert <laughs> he's just he was just like yeah there's some shit out there and there's also like blue book like we discussed with just kind of getting like the scraps of the ufo cases mm-hmm. most of them most of the other ones were going to the air force pretty much direct yeah and so he was being swayed by, essentially, like I said, the scraps of the cases. He wasn't even seeing like juicy bits. Right. Well, that was later on. So, like at the beginning, they were getting the main yes. ones. So, what I'm thinking is, they got the main cases. They were like, "Oh, this is some shit we can't explain." Air There's Force, shit, Air Force is like, "All right, they're getting on to some stuff that we know that we have." <laughs> Let's cut them back. Yeah. No, I actually. That's another thing that I think. I I wonder like. How much of a leash did they give because of their own tech, like our tech they, that we they, have? It would appear they felt they gave too much of a leash and then gave them too short of a leash. They mm. yanked that shit back. Yo, yo, bitch. So, yeah. What do you think, Darius? Be a good movie. I mean, it's a TV <laughs> show. It's a show. Yeah. It'd be a good movie. Well, it's a. Parody. It would be a good movie by Christopher Nolan. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe who would you cast as Heineck? The guy that played Heineck in uh, the TV show. <laughs> Talking about awesome. Little the, Finger from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that guy from Game I of Thrones. I can't think of his name, actual name. I thought he played a really good Heineck. I liked I, him. I, I like. I watched yeah. the first season. I didn't watch the second. I got to it. You yeah, watched it. Like it's on seasons. Amazon. Oh, it's like only two yeah. seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah they got fucked by History Channel. Just like History <laughs> Channel fucked over another show. I was kind of digging. I, I don't really get in. Yeah, they did fuck over Vikings. Yeah, and then, say Vikings, Vikings was a good show. Because um, it's on Netflix now, right? Yeah, it's on like Amazon. It's on, Prime. Yeah. it's on something, yeah. So, like, uh, I didn't get into Vikings until it was on Prime, mm-hmm. so it didn't matter. But, um, no, it was Six, uh, which was about, like, a SEAL team. Pretty sure it was about what, SEAL, SEAL team, team six. six. But not in the case, because those teams are big. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of people in them. So it's not like what people think. The it's one like, squad that went in. Yeah, it's not like that. It's it's just one of them. Um and it was pretty cool. Like, I don't really get into those kind of shows. Like, I'm not into, really, like, TV shows in general. But, like, it actually, it was cool. 
Yeah, Aiden Gillen. Or Aiden Gillen. Yeah. Either way, him. He played a good high neck. Like, I liked him in the show. I only ever watched, like, two episodes. Yeah. I think one of them was the DC one. Yeah, and I liked all that. I I thought those were really cool. So, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, We don't know what next week's is going to (laughs) be. Oh, yeah. Have you not written down anything about next... Well, we haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, we we haven't got to September yet on our shows, and also because of a mix up with the cryptid one. tier, we scrapped yeah. one. So that means Darius and I we need to come up with a one for next week. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys, uh, that is it from us. I hope you enjoyed this episode on Project Blue Book. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.